It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It seems like it's now or never for several veteran Auburn Tigers. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. And thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Happy Charlie Tuesday to all who celebrate as we are joined by Auburn message board legend and the host of the Top Button Podcast, the Charlie Five. It's now or never for several Auburn Tigers heading into spring. And we'll discuss six total players, maybe more, but definitely six going throughout this show because spring is not too far away. But let's start with everybody's favorite position, Charlie Five. Quarterback. It seems like it's now or never for quarterback Holden Gurner, a guy who has been an, uh, a fan favorite, a guy who passes the eye test, but whenever he's been put into games, which has been really unfortunate situations to his credit, um, it, it seems like he hasn't really taken that next step. And there's a lot of feeling with folks throughout the locker room, folks covering the team, folks within the program, that there's a solid chance that he leaves after this spring, unless he makes a statement, Charlie Five. Yeah, I mean, is there? Well, I don't know that there's a much of a benefit uh, for him staying if if he a feels like he uh, can't beat out Thorn, or if these younger guys start to sort of position themselves to take over that number two spot. Um, right. This is a big spring for him. This is a big spring for him. If if it's neck and neck with Thorn. It may be a situation where he would want to stay if it's if it's not really that much of if it's not really that close or he's not a threat to take over with the way I mean he's running out of time you know he's got you know I guess he's a, could technically be a redshirt fresh uh, redshirt sophomore going into this next year um, do you go try to get at least two three years somewhere else uh, it's a it's a big it's now or never I, I would say I, I think so and. To some folks, because there's a lot of Auburn people that really like Holden Gurner, that's totally okay. But the argument, I guess, for Holden to stay is, well, wherever you go, especially if you transfer after the spring, you're going to have to sit a year behind whoever's there anyway. It'd be a very unique situation for him to go in and start somewhere, unless he transferred down, which I don't think he'll do, and I don't think he should do. But he'd have to sit anyway, so why not sit at Auburn behind yeah. Peyton Thorne? The question is, is he noticeably better a year from now than Hank Brown and Walker White? And I don't think he will be, Charlie Five. And so that that this is why it's now or never for Holden Garner. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of speaks to what I said earlier. How much? How, what is that gap? What is that gap after spring between a Walker White and a um, Hank Brown and and Holden? Is it you know if it because if it's close or if it's something to where. Uh, you could easily justify moving them ahead. Uh, then obviously you can't you can't let that happen if you want to stay at Auburn uh, and if you're holding Garner. So uh, he needs a big spring. I think he he's got the skills. Obviously he's got the talent to be able to do it. Um, there's just no more. There's no, the time. The clock is zero. You know what I mean? Like this is it. This is this is your this is your last like really big push to be able to supplant your your I guess your legacy here at Auburn moving mm -hmm. forward. Uh, it's, it's a big spring. Yep. All right. So uh, the first guy on our list is Holden Gurner. Who's the guy on your list? Who is it now or never for going into spring? 
So this is more so of uh, who all's coming in. Uh, the, the, you look at the talent that's coming in. This is a now or never year for Camden Brown. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that's been a spring let one of those spring legends. It seems like every spring every fling. spring fling summer workout. Uh, all, all you hear about is Cam Brown, Cam Brown, and then he's disappeared every you know ever since he's uh, you know during the season. So whether it be injury or not being able to get open, get separation, make plays when you've been given one on one opportunities, you don't have that luxury of being. You know, you don't have the luxury anymore of just having a not very talented wide receiver room. You have some very, very skilled dudes coming in that will take your job uh, away from you if you're not ready to go this spring. Like, you've got to have a huge spring. You've got to at least show that you are, uh, you know, a capable a capable weapon because if not, there's no motivation really to – not play some of the younger guys and then build, uh, build there because you don't have any, you don't have a lot of time left. Uh, Camden Brown, you just don't have a lot of time left. So uh, it's a big, big, big spring for him. Um, I kind of got him penciled in as, you know, probably the most, this is the most important spring uh, for Camden Brown, maybe, maybe more so than anybody. Yeah, maybe so. And like you said, he'll be a junior this season. And the fact that he didn't hit the portal, I think, says something. I think he wants to be really good at Auburn. I, I think, yes. and you know, he he put some cryptic things, which I love when players do this. Not sarcastically, I genuinely love it when they kind of post a message on socials and say they want to work. And there's a lot right. of videos of him working out and running routes and all that. To, to which I say, I think you should do those with pads on because you look great in shorts. You always have, but like, let's let's take that next step. Camden Brown. And like you said, the pressure is on him because this coaching staff will have plenty. Of, I mean, they'll have a longer leash. I think if, um, if they were to start a Perry Thompson opposite Cam Coleman, right? I think if, if Cam Coleman or, or Perry Thompson struggle at times, it's like, okay, well they're freshmen. And then when Cam Brown's out there and it's like, you're not throwing them the football, then I think, voices of public opinion all of a sudden are like why is he out there what is he offering that these young guys couldn't let's go with the upside so exactly go build that's that's going to be another thing you got to think of it from a sales perspective too um from from the head coach or from the offense like yeah. um if i if i if i feel like we may still not quite be where we need to be um from a i guess from a, a output uh success statistic 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 Statistical standpoint, that I, you could say you can say that again. Um, uh, you got you got a little leeway to say, "Hey, I'm playing. I'm playing young. We're building." You don't necessarily have that leeway if, if you're you're playing Camden Brown. So again, that may motivate you to want to play Perry Thompson or or Malcolm Simmons or some of these outside new outside guys more uh, if the talent is is close. You know what I mean? So this is a big. This is a huge huge spring uh, for Camden Brown. Yeah, and then Robert Lewis is a guy that I think is going to get key reps yes. at outside wide receiver. And in fact, right now, if I had to guess who the starting outside receivers are, I'm saying Cam Coleman and Robert Lewis right now. Right and now. obviously, Caleb Burton is going to be a factor in this as well. We saw him play inside and outside last year, so he could certainly be a part of that equation too. But it's just this coaching staff has gone out to get guys that they need to put in front of Cam Brown on the depth chart. 
And props to Cam Brown for responding with, okay, I'm going to work harder instead of entering the portal. Like, we cannot commend him enough for that. I think that's incredible, and I think that's great. And you don't see a lot of that in today's age of college football. So, once again, I'm glad Cam Brown is here. He's just – he's got to do it. He has to do it at this point. He's going to give it another go, and he's got to make it happen this spring. That's right. That's right. All right, he's not the only wide receiver on our list where it's now or never, Charlie Five. And we discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Charlie Five, can you imagine? Can you imagine wagering on sports anywhere other than FanDuel? I cannot imagine. I still can't imagine. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Had they dropped the over-unders for a lot of teams, Auburn is, is one of them. They put the over-under at seven and a half wins, which is wow. the perfect place to put it. It's the yeah. perfect place to put it. But if you're like, hey, Auburn's schedule super favorable for once, like in a decade. They're going to win more than seven games. Head over to FanDuel. Or if, or if you say there's no way, there's no way they're going to do it. Um, of course, you can hit the under there. And of course, also for, uh, for Auburn basketball, uh, for them to win the regular season title, they're at plus 260, which isn't bad. And then uh, for Auburn to reach the final four, it's only plus 350. FanDuel likes the Auburn Tigers on the the hardwood. Big big Tiger fan. Let's go. Let's go. So uh, get in on the action over at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get about 150 bucks. And they, um, sorry, they get 150 bucks in bonus bets with any five winning $5 bet. I didn't read that right. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to shoot your shot. Fandles, the official sports book partner of the NBA and the Locked On Podcast Network. Charlie Fott, can you imagine buying Auburn swag anywhere other than Alumni Hall? Why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. Being irresponsible. It doesn't make sense. You got to do it for the brand. You got to do it for you. Look, it's great that you think about other people, but you deserve the best. And the best is at Alumni Hall. They've got stuff for, uh, for men, women, children dogs put stuff on your walls they got a fire pit right by the front door which is cool i think that's fire neat up. fire it up it's <laughs> chilly outside right now so go ahead and uh take advantage Be of that if that's your thing uh they've got three uh three locations in auburn opelika and huntsville or online at alumnihall.com so be sure to give them some love charlie five the other wide receiver that I think it's now or never for this spring is Coy Moore. Mm. Coy Moore transfers to Auburn from LSU and was expected to make a, you know, to have a big impact in this receiving game. And to his credit, his defense, as well as a lot of other receivers, I don't think the system was really set up to help Auburn wide receivers over the past few years. I think that's starting to change, which is good. Um, But this is a guy that like, it wouldn't shock me that if he, I think he graduates at the end of spring. And so if that were the case, uh, it wouldn't shock me for to u- him to use his second transfer if if he kind of finds himself buried in uh, in the depth chart. So Coy Moore, to me, is is another one. He and Camden Brown, those upperclassmen wide receivers, it's uh, it's time. It's time for you to f- uh, figure out a way to make it happen. Or if it's not, a, these young guys will. Yeah, Coy is a, is a mirror situation to 
to Cam Brown. It's the exact same situation. You got guys that they're bringing in. Uh, they're going to stack class on class, so it's not going to get any easier. You're going to mm-hmm. have young guys coming after you every single year. Um, you don't just have the benefit of, again, just having an empty cupboard. So uh, you got to make it happen. He, Coy and Camden Brown, like, they could both – I mean, they have talent. Like, they could go – this could push them to go out totally. there and and, and – and, get a spot like you got to you're going to have to fight and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be it wouldn't kind of shock me if if it was those two duking it out against each other for the for the spot if that makes sense and you know whoever's one stays and one leaves and then they both could leave but uh yeah they're they're very mirror image situations uh Coy and Cam Brown mm-hmm. yeah so th- that's a that is certainly a, a big one that I'm watching there who uh who else on the offensive side of the ball do you think uh, could be in this conversation so this is not necessarily uh, – I don't think it's a huge threat that he could, I don't know, leave or whatnot. This is just a – Jeremiah Wright has been absolutely snake bit his entire time at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, and this is a time – there's – you know, you with bringing in Percy Lewis, you're sliding down Dylan Wade. There's only one guard spot, okay? So you got to stay healthy. Um, he, last year he had a shoulder injury. He, he was never really healthy, even up until the you know close to the end of the year. Yeah. So he's he feels ready to go. This is a huge. I feel like this is a huge year because this is your final run. You know what I mean? Like you need to. I think he probably needs to stay at Auburn because I think he's probably our most talented you know guy at right guard. Uh, but you need to be healthy. You need to have a big spring. Get in. Make the uh, get you know get in the playbook. Get the reps going because. We need Jeremiah Wright. We need him this mm-hmm. fall. Uh, that that think about that offensive line. If he's where he could be, where he should be, where you know where his talent uh, could take him. I mean, you got Percy Lewis, Dylan Wade, Connor. That, that right, that right side of the line. If he does what we think he can do, next to Xavier Miller, Mullers. going into his second season as a starter in the SEC. Yeah. Oh my goodness, run it, run it behind those guys all day. So it's big. It's big to you know work hard, stay healthy, and uh, which he has no necessarily control over. But hopefully he can have a healthy spring um, again because we, yeah. we need him. It's not so much worried about him. Somebody coming and overtaking him. This is just his last ride. You know, this is your senior. This is your last year of eligibility, and, and we need it. So assuming assuming Jeremiah Wright stays healthy, I mean, do you think there's any chance that a Jaden Muskrat? or a Dylan Cinda or a Tate Johnson beats him out? I mean, there's you never say never, but I feel like he's definitely the ceiling. Uh, uh, he's got the highest ceiling of talent uh, I agree right that. now. Uh, well, for this season, not saying Dylan could get better. You know, Dylan's still got several years left. He could get better. Mm-hmm. Um, Jaden, he's sort of at that last last ride too. So, But I think, he, I think Jeremiah's just more talented. Uh, than, than a yeah, Muskrat, Muskrat strikes me more of as like a, a higher floor, lower yeah. ceiling type guy. That's a good, that's a good, a very, very good description. A very, very good description. But I think if, if Jeremiah Wright's healthy, he wins this job. And boy, this could be a, this could be one of your better offensive lines you've seen in Auburn in, in quite a while. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And, and I love the depth involved with it too. We're getting a little off topic here, but even with a guy like um, Percy Lewis coming in from Mississippi State, it's like, I mean, God forbid, you know, hopefully nothing ever happens to him. But like Seth Wilfred, I think, like, if that's your backup option at tackle, like, Juco All American. 
Yeah, first it's team. just it's just like the the best it. situation we've had in offensive line like since I can remember. Yeah, easily since maybe maybe as far back as like a 2017. Like you, this is a this is a very very talented offensive line, and there, and it, there's options. It's not like you got the front line and you just hoping to hoping like, hoping like hell nobody gets injured. You Which I think options. we've been in that situation before. It's like okay, I think the starting five is fine, but then when we get hurt because it's offensive linemen and it's the SEC yeah. and that that yeah. happens. But now, all I mean, we saw that happen a year ago, and we were just kind of lucky that the guys that went down were at position groups where there was depth, specifically center. It's like, okay, thank good. Like, Connor Lou's good, you know, but if that would have had it happen at tackle last year, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if that would have turned out as well. So, exactly. this year, like, you feel good about the 2D pretty much across the board. There's eight or nine guys that I feel comfortable um, seeing on the field. Uh, you you texted me one other offensive name, one other name on the offensive side of the ball that I disagreed with. A little bit, so I wasn't super eager to put into the show, but now I yeah. want to hear your argument, if you don't yeah. mind sharing that one. Yeah, so I assume you're talking about Micah Riley Ducker? Yep. Okay, so... Which I believe yeah. it's Micah Riley. Micah, Micah Riley, okay. So mm -hmm. he has a lot of older guys in front of him, okay? And then you brought in a transfer that sort of seems like he's going to be the new receiving threat moving forward. So it's not so much, uh, again, this is not so much of a, um, I don't see the path. Uh, I, I guess I don't necessarily see the path to the field this year. So if he's not, if he doesn't have a huge spring and he doesn't feel like he can at least maybe see the field some, or could, could he leave? Could he go try to see, you know, playing time immediately? Cause it may just be a whole nother year of him sort of sitting and getting some garbage time and that'd be three years in a row like that. That's got to be, you know, that's got to be frustrating. I, I, it's not so much that if he were to just stay one more year, there's not a lot of competition. But again, do you, that's staying a whole nother, staying a whole nother season. So I think this is a big spring for him because I think he's, I mean, I think he's got the talent to be a, a dual threat, a, a guy that can block and a guy that can catch, uh, you know, at tight end. So I, I think he needs to be able to get on the field this year. I think he needs to beat out. Brandon Frazier or, or beat out Luke Deal. I think this is a huge deal. Uh, no, no pun intended. This is a nice. this springs a huge deal for him uh, because again, if you don't, you are sitting out a whole another year, and now you have you don't have necessarily any competition, but you just don't have a lot of time left. I guess. So you mentioned the transfer they brought in that we assume is going to be more of a receiving tight end in the future. That is yep. Rico Walker, the, sure. the tight end from Maryland. And I think they're the same class, confirming mm -hmm. they're both sophomores, but Micah Riley is redshirted. I think yes. that's correct. Yes. And so they've got the same amount of eligibility left, unless Rico Walker redshirts this year, which could totally happen. But I just, this staff has to like the upside of Micah Riley more than Rico Walker. I just have a hard time buying th that they like Rico Walker more th than Micah Riley. So that's why I'm pushing back a little bit. I have a hard time seeing a world where he's not the Rivaldo Fairweather role next year in the sense of like the receiving tight end. I'm not talking about the Rivaldo Fairweather role of also being a wide receiver. I don't mm -hmm. think he can do that, but you won't need him to next season in next 2025 because you're going to have a bunch of just human cyborgs on the outside when, where you're not going to need a guy like Rivaldo or Mike O'Reilly to do that i'm trying to find how many snaps he played because in my brain he played 112 snaps 
this past season. Yeah. And I do think the overall snap counts for tight ends is going to go down because like Brandon Frazier played 241, Rivaldo played 589, but that's skewed because he played a lot of receiver too. Luke Deal played 254, Fromm played 151. But I'm guessing you could take from he could take from snaps. He you could know, take that, from that could snaps help a little bit. for one, but I'm assuming we're going to see less two tight end sets this year. I think we're going to see fewer. Which hurts, which which puts a even more premium. One of the another one of the reasons that I'm, I'm put I'm putting him on the list is because you and I both had a little bit of intel that he was a risk to go uh, to the portal possibly in December. So. Right. Something about the situation he's not he 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 is not a hundred percent either crazy about or comfortable with. So that's why I think this is a big this is a big spring for him as far as let's see where I shake out. I need to get some more snaps. I want to get some more snaps. I probably can find some playing time elsewhere, but I want to be here at Auburn. Yeah. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh Grant Hidalgo had eight snaps. Hmm. Hidalgo. Huge. Absolutely. Huge part of the story. One hundred percent. First time I've ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true. No offense. No offense. That's that's not true. All right. Um, what number is he? Guess right now without looking. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. You lose. Do you want to guess? I found it. 83. It's a great, it's a great tight end number. 47. Oh. 47. There we yeah, go. Of course. This is a Grant Hidalgo podcast. All right. As, as far as uh, now or never springs – we got to highlight the linebacker room. We have to. Yes. We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked on Auburn. Charlie Five, can you imagine <laughs> buying your auto parts from anywhere other than eBay Motors? Absolutely not. The right parts, the right fit, the right prices. <laughs> Why would you go anywhere in person when you can just get them shipped right to your door and you know they're going to fit your car because of the eBay guaranteed fit. Freshly ground the night before. I'm sorry, that's a different one. But yeah, that different, could be the part. Route. Yep, could be shipped straight to your door. Exactly. Why would you want to go to you know anywhere else? Yep, yep. You almost did it again. I'm glad you didn't. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car to the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. America. America. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Charlie Five. It's a it's it's now or never for Wesley Steiner. Oh man, it's, yep, you're right. I, j I I keep being surprised when I look at the roster and he's still here, which once again I think it's great. Like you'd rather have him as a as a late you know depth piece than than not. But like if he's gonna have any sort of role on this team at Auburn, like this is it. This is it. It is now or never for linebacker Wesley Steiner. I mean, it is literally now or never because this is it. I mean, he has no more eligibility. This, this is, is his 10th year this is at is, Auburn? He's, he's just been here just a shade under a decade. And uh, no, he played with Bo Jackson, right? 
I think he um, was a holder at one point in time for um, uh, Al Del Greco. <laughs> no, he's been here a while. Props to him. He stay. Look, yeah, he must like it here. He must it's, like it here. He lo- he loves it here. He must love it here. It says a lot that he stayed. He's he's shown. I mean, there's been times where he's been effective. Uh, this is it, though. You got it. You got this. Is it? You have no. You have no other options but to succeed this year, or you just don't play because they're 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 going to be itching to get uh, Demarcus Riddick on the there, field, so DJ guys. Barber on the field. They're going to be itching to get these guys uh, on the field. So you got to make it happen. Yeah. Then obviously Eugene Asante and Austin Keys coming back. You brought in uh, yeah. Dorian Mausi from Duke, who's played a ton of football. Like this is a loaded room, and I just don't see how Wesley Steiner's really. Where's the part path? of it? Where's yeah. the path of playing time? I, I I don't know. I'm with you. Maussi just automatically is going to become your number three. Maybe you could. I think he's number two. Number two and a half. I think it's Asante Maussi. I think he hops keys. Okay. Well, I mean, two and a, two point five, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah it, it, sure. Those could be interchangeable. But so, where do you come in? I mean, do you do we have a whole lot of formations where you're going to have more than two linebackers out there? Like, I hope not. I hope not either. It's going to be it's going to be uh, very limited options, and he's got to make something happen this spring. And you know he could. He had like say it. he has say unbelievable. It. Say it. What's say that? what I want you to say. Say it. I don't. I don't say know it. what you want me to say. Go ahead. I think you're about to say it. No, I don't. I really don't. I have no idea. What oh, I think we should. I think I think they should try him at Jack. Try him at Jack. Yeah, I mean, he does have. He does have. He's. Tests. He has great testing numbers. He's always had great testing numbers. He moves Maybe that so be- well, and like Owen Papo broke all of those records as far as like athletic score, spark scoring, or whatever yeah. it is. And then he went in and broke it the next yeah. year. We're like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have these two guys playing linebacker next to each other. And then obviously Owen worked out, but you know Wesley has kind of lagged behind. He's so athletic and he moves so well and he passes the eye test. I mean, you and I've seen him at practice and such. But to be that athletic and to move so well, but you're so like he's just not good in coverage. And so I'd be okay with him being the third or fourth jack on this team. I think yeah. it'd be better than him being the seventh linebacker. Just put him in, yeah, put him in some situations where he can just pin it, pin his ears back and go. And like we're not having to read and react and fill a gap. We're just literally go get the ball. And mm-hmm. I would like to I, I that might could be his specialty. If he um if he like reignited his career at Auburn as a Jack linebacker and edge rusher, whatever they're going to call it in this new defense. We can call him the Frankensteiner. The Frankensteiner. I, okay. Wesley Steiner, the Frank, you rebuilt, rebuilt, retooled. Uh, he is alive. He's I, I alive. Love it. I Let's love go. it. The All right. Who's the other linebacker? And this is a very interesting one too, because of the timing. Yeah. So again, this is a lot similar to the Camden Browns. He's got multiple years left, but mm. there's such talented dudes coming in behind him, and they're just going to piggyback that with more uh, coming in behind him. In the, in, Powell in the 20, Gordon. In the 2025 class. No, it's not Powell oh. Gordon. It's uh, uh, Robert Woodyard. Robert yeah. Woodyard, who was the marquee, uh, marquee signee of, I guess, Brian Harson's career. You know, Rivals 100. Uh, rivals 100 linebacker. He's a redshirt sophomore this year. He's a big, big linebacker. Like he's got good he looks size. Great. Yeah. Looks amazing in pads. This is a big year, buddy. This is a huge year uh, for Robert Woodyard. Uh, you, you just gotta, you just called him buddy. Yeah, this is a huge. huge Do you know year. Robert Woodyard personally? Are you his buddy? 
No, he hate he probably hates me. He probably hates my. He probably does now because you called him buddy. It's true, but I mean it. I mean it in a very affectionate way. Like, do you want to apologize? Because I'm not going to edit it out. Absolutely. If you want to apologize, you can. There's no reason. There's no reason to apologize. It's it's a term of endearment. I'm pulling for him. I love Mobile kids. I want I want Auburn to be full of mean Mobile kids that want to make it happen. This is a huge spring for him because there's a there's a dude from Chilton County and a dude from Clay Chartwell. That are mm-hmm. that are going to be chomping at the bit to take your spot. You need to assert yourself this spring. You got the size, the measurables, all the athletic tools to be able to do it. Got to do it this spring. Yeah, yeah. Let Robert us know Lillier. in the comments down below. Was Charlie Five's use of Buddy there socially acceptable? I'm genuinely <laughs> curious. But so, you're right though, because so. it, it's like they gave Gee, Wesley, not Wesley Stein. It's like they gave um, Robert Woodyard as many chances as possible to step up last spring. And that was kind of the story of the linebacker group last year was nobody really wanted it. And then eventually, obviously, Eugene Asante took over. But um, can he do it? It sounded like he was a, a half step too slow as far as reaction time. Can can he fix he that in a year? Me. And you totally can. You totally can fix that in a sure. year. We'll see if sure. he does it. Yep, got to have it. Got to have it. I love having, I love having conversations about guys that – there's much better. You got depth. You, you know what? You're worried about where do I fit on the depth chart? And you're starting to sort of fill up these positions and, and fill up these position battles. And yep. it's a whole lot better than you got one guy. And if he gets hurt, you're screwed type, right. type situation. Yeah. The linebacker room is silly. Like it is yeah, silly. It's great. How great it is. Right. Right. It's also silly how great you are. What all you got going on? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five. The top button podcast. Love. Uh, been having a blast doing it uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. Uh, and, you know, then you can catch me on uh, Wednesdays on the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Yeah, be sure to check it all out for sure. Links to um, the Top Button Podcast are in the episode description down below. It's under the Auburn Daily YouTube page. It's also just search the Top Button Podcast however you listen to podcasts. Find all my written work at auburndaily.com, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.